have some podcast you caught us mid-conversation how dare you i'm just logging in right now how dare you we're getting uh, we, we jake and i started having these fun conversations i said hold on we got to give it to the people so <laughs> i get it abby's yeah. fixing the volume um i loved i loved your laughter but it was very loud i put a i tweeted yesterday um when I hear about people who don't buy toys, I wonder like what went wrong in their life. Like how could yeah. you not want to buy toys and action figures? It just, it's a, uh, it's a ponderance that I've been having. You had a good story um, of a kid in the aisle at, was it a target you were at yesterday? I was at target yesterday and there was this kid screaming. His mom was like, you can get one small thing. And he was holding a thing. I don't know what it was, some sort of toy. And, uh, the kid, she was like, not that it's $30. And he's like, but it's small. You said one small thing. <laughs> and I went up to her. I was like, ma'am, you did say he could get a small thing. And that you thing, said he could get that. That yeah. thing is small. So oh. you didn't preference a price. He just <laughs> like, he doesn't understand. Yeah. He's small. He's a small kid and he doesn't understand that small. His mind so is you small. mean small in price. Yes. It, and also, I was also holding... You uh, told me that what you wanted to say to him was it gets better. Yeah, I was going to go up to him as like, a, hey, man. As a man, <laughs> I, was holding, I was holding a, <laughs> a, 32, a $32 He-Man toy. appropriate. And I wanted to be like, hey, man, when you get my age... Hey. Hey, man. He's like two. Hey, hey man. Hey, little man. <laughs> Let me tell you something, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Let me when tell you're in you your late here, 30s. Sit on my lap. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> You can get any flocked panther you want. Craig's shaking his head now. Not doing any of that. I have no time to be giving advice to people out, out in the world. I got to buy my toys. Uh, Jake, you were mentioning you were buying household supplies and you're, you just hate it. Yeah. I had to buy some cleaning supplies, bought some stuff for my bathroom. And it's weird because I go to Target pretty often and buy toys. Mm -hmm. And I never... I never feel weird being 36 years old, walking up to the counter with like... A you know armful of <laughs> Ghostbuster toys or yeah. Marvel toy or whatever, mm -hmm. but walking up to the counter with like bleach or um, <laughs> don't judge me a, a new sh a new shower head or something. Uh, I was just like, Ugh, I just feel weird doing this. I don't like <laughs> spending money this way. It's not what I'm into. I agree with you on that. Did you have to get a new shower head? Yeah. Dude, how's the flow? It's better. Oh. Okay. And I was just yeah. wondering if it was a low flow shower head. No. I'm sorry. I don't like the sound of that. No. I, I like, I always related to that episode of Seinfeld where mm -hmm. like Kramer's getting knocked out of the shower. That's yeah. what I want. 
Me too. I yeah. want it to hurt. This isn't that. Yes. Uh, I didn't get something. Cra- I didn't get something crazy. I just bought like a cheap shower head. Okay. Word. I need right. it to be hot and powerful. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. We're moving on. <laughs> um. So welcome to the show. Uh, Craig here. Abigail and Jacob with me as always. We got some fun stuff tonight. We're going to have some fun. Mm-hmm. So up here in a little bit, up here in a little bit, up here in Georgia. I don't like when people don't know geography and they're like, oh, I'm going to come up there today. I'm like, you live. You north- are north of me. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got, uh, if you remember, God, I guess it's been a couple months already. I guess it's yeah. had to have been. We talked to our good friend, John Campo Piano. And Dave, his partner, Dave Bigelow, about mm-hmm. the documentary they made uh, about uh, Snapper. What's the full Snapper. title? The Man Eating Turtle. Yes. The Man Eating Turtle movie that never got made. that never yes. got made. So, mm-hmm. had an awesome conversation with those guys, and we've had John on before. He's an awesome, uh, very talented documentary filmmaker. Mm-hmm. He did the Pet Cemetery doc, Unearthed and Untold. Hey, John had a child today. Today. today? today that's why he's not going to be on tonight that's why he's not coming on Uh, well congrats to john some say that this is his best work yet this child (laughs) (laughs) i'm about to drop my coffee on the laptop um jakey uh, you 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 had something you had something geared up there i saw i was was just gonna make make a joke that uh that um he did have a child uh he, he it it was funny he sent me a message and um it had like the time, you know, and he was like, you know, was born at 808 this morning. Uh, he did name his child Penny, though. Oh, really? For real? Second or middle name is Wise. The, Are you is serious? That for real? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. Dude. I'm, that's but not. I was think the that first would be part funny, true. I know. I, I was no. going to assume. I was going to Isabella. I, I oh, lost a bet. I had a I bet that Georgie the, Denbro. Georgie Denbro. Georgie Denbro Campo <laughs> Piano. Georgie Denbro yeah. Campo Piano. I I ha- lost some Poor money. Kid. I lost some money. Yeah. I I had a bet that the it documentary would be out before the child, oh. but I lost it. <laughs> uh, so that's it's gonna be coming. coming. The it's penny, coming. Pennywise, the story coming of yeah. it. Yeah. The story of it. I'm excited. So, anyways, long story short, the the focus of the documentary with these two gentlemen who made this uh, trailer for a movie that the movie never happened. Uh, Mark Vaux and Mike Savino. I hope I'm saying Mark's last name right. Mark Vaux. We'll, we'll ask him. That's Mark, what Mark and Mike. Mark and Mike. And we, I love those guys. I was like, oh, these guys are great. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to be on the show. So yeah, this I is going to be cool. They're coming to join us tonight. Yeah, an immediate affinity. They're like, they're cool. Cool dudes. Cool dudes. Does some cool stuff. Passion project. And now like snappers on the, <coughs> you know, the documentary or the, uh, the film, uh, what do they call those things? Film festival, festival run. circuit. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Mark and Mike reached out and said, we've got more stuff to talk about. And I'm hoping it's a sequel to their first feature attack of the killer refrigerator, which I still haven't seen. Hey, I think it is. Oh, are you serious? It's a legacy I le- sequel. I legit, Fuck yes. I legit think that's what we're talking about. That and I think Snapper's getting made. Hey, we have to do the hard pitch to get us in these movies. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's wanna, all I want. Can you please, can I be killed by a refrigerator, please? Yes. I'll Listen. fly wherever I need to go. Can I jump in to save you, but also ultimately be taken by the refrigerator? <laughs> I want that to happen. It, ulti- it was freezer that killed the podcaster. 
<laughs> Dude, I would hate hey. to go in a freezer just to put that out there. That's like my biggest I, I want to be in these movies and we'll do it for free. And I think yeah. this is all the new horror movies are about podcasters documenting the events of the first movie. 100%. Yeah. So we're true crime podcasters talking about the first killer refrigerator. And uh, this episode is a part of the movie. Oh, my God. Exception. Abby takes her headphones off and heads to the refrigerator for a snack. (laughs) It never comes back. Yeah, dude. I'm excited. We're going to have them on in a little (laughs) bit. Um, But I think, you know, I came up with a new segment idea. Me and Jake did earlier. It's called Catch Up Time. Oh, thanks. That's where we just catch up with each other. Catching up. (laughs) Yeah. That's my favorite time. Um, I wish I could get extra of that time. Listen, it's been... We've been so unbelievably busy. We had... A two-hour episode of Toy Anxiety last night. We had... Uh, was it last night? That was last or night. Was, or was last night a two-hour episode of... Oh, no, no, no. Two Monster nights ago. Monster Island. Jake recorded uh, Monster Island with Jay last night. We're feeling like sympathy pangs for Jake. But Monday we did something else. I don't remember. But we've been doing a lot of podcasts. Patreon was Monday. Patreon was Patreon Monday. We did our uh, Jason Takes Manhattan episode. And we're, we're having a lot of fun. And we're, we're trying to get ahead of our schedule because... We've got a big month coming up in October. We are heading to New York Comic Con for uh, Friday only for the big Ghostbusters Afterlife panel. We're going to be in New York all weekend. Let's talk about the stress of trying to get into this panel. Yeah. Okay. It happened. This this is what started this hellish week that we're having. Monday morning, 10 a.m. Jake? You've bought a lot of posters, a lot of limited edition toys in your life. Hey, before we let Jake talk, yeah. we should make sure that he can identify a stoplight or a crosswalk. Yes. Can't even get in <laughs> or line to talk to us or yeah, or, or a, a motorcycle or a bicycle. Yeah, I can, but I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do when it tells me to click on a chimney and there are no chimneys. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> yeah. The stress was so real. I, I just, just don't get in. I get stressed when it's like, you know, click all the stoplights and it's like, well, is this Wait, the pole you, count? Exactly. Does the does pole the, of the stoplight count? Does the side light with like the, the guy walking, does that count? Jake, I think a ro- I think a bot could do that better than I could. Well, yeah. somebody had a tweet saying I've, I've had to prove I'm not a robot so many times this morning trying to get into these panels that I'm not sure that I'm not a robot. <laughs> um, <laughs> it really makes you think. So... This was you. I guess we've never been to New York Comic Con, but traditionally they did like a lottery system, which I'm kind of glad they didn't do this time because I would be very annoyed and stressed. So they did a reservation system for the panels. They opened it up at 10 a.m. and everything went to hell. Does that do? Do you think attendance? It was not. It was not at 10 a.m. It was one o'clock. One o'clock. 10 Pacific. I live on the West Coast in my mind. Yeah. Um, it was 10, 1 p.m. We're all in the middle of like our, our days, our work days. Jake, you were, you know, <laughs> separate from us. Abby and I had two computers going. So, Jake, what, what was that experience? What was your stress level trying to get into this uh, Ghostbusters panel? Those kind of things are always stressful. And it was stressful immediately because the site crashed immediately. So, you, you first of all, the way this worked was... You had to be on a website that had like a countdown. And then whenever it counted down, it was immediately you're in line. Right. You have about and I had mine was a lower one. I only had like five minutes. I had five minutes. 
Abby, you had like 20, right? Yeah, yeah, and that was also so, stressful. Just not all of us being in the same moment was stressful for me. So so you just have to wait for your countdown. Yes. Once the countdown happens, it goes it automatically go to, goes to a screen where you put in your email. You put your email in, then you get a code. Once you get your code, you're you're in another screen <laughs> where you put that code in and then you finally get after you to check put your email. Yourself in. Right. I said yeah. that, but, um, but, uh, it's okay. But the website crashed and, you know, we were on there for, I think an hour or so reloading and getting a code. Yeah. And, and like, I got a code and my code wouldn't work and it just wouldn't get past the code site. I got, Craig, two you codes. had like 10 different codes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then at one point about an hour in, um, they just shut it down. They shut the website down and we're like, we're trying this again tomorrow. They were right. like, we fucked it up trying again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But then AJ quick found a way in to the matrix and yeah. he let us in on it. And we all ended up doing what AJ said. And we got right in and got our stuff. We got in, we got our stuff just before they shut down the whole system and started over the next Truthfully, day. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we, we reserved our panel and listen, well, we got some other panels too. We also got the 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 Chucky World Premiere, which I didn't know was even happening. Uh, and that's cool. We're the number one yeah. Child's Play podcast. We got to be there. We got to yeah. be there. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be very cool to like start the day off and build towards the the big one. Better not be the only screening I see that day. Yeah, I know. Can we just speculate? Can we talk about this? Can we talk about the time slot that was redacted? Well, they, they, so the Ghostbusters panel was supposed to start at 6.30 and then the, the panel reservation said it was from 4.45 to 7.30 and immediately everybody was like, we're saying the movie, it's happening, including me. I was like, you know, dancing around and stuff. Uh, and then they sent out an email saying it's not, I, I don't want to fuel speculation. I don't want to make false promises. I don't want to do anything but say this panel is a big deal. Like no matter what, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's the premier panel Friday night at New York Comic Con. The marketing machine for Ghostbusters is in full, you know, full blast and yeah. there's going to be a lot of press coverage. There's going to be 2500 people in this room with Jason Reitman and Ivan Reitman yeah. and no matter what, it's going to be amazing. Like who like Everybody's speculating who from the cast is going to be there. Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Carrie Coon. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Okay. I heard you speculate. I, I said that. I, I was having a day. Yeah. That's not happening. That's not Rick happening. Moranis is not going to be there. Is Rick going to be there? I'm going to have low expectations going in. That's my plan. Paul Rudd could be there. Yeah. He lives in New York. I'd like to see Paul Rudd. That would Rudd. make sense, yeah. Put him in the... <laughs> Somebody, so, so, somebody had a prediction that Paul Rudd was going to get on stage and, and introduce the first exclusive clip and it was going to be the Mac and me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be incredible to witness. Uh, first of all, I would have no problem with that. Right. So we're going to be there and like literally I've had a hundred people message me, maybe two, but somewhere between that and asking me, do you think they're going to screen the movie? Are they going to do a surprise screening? And my answer is no, I don't because that would be a dumb, it would be, to start expecting that you're, you're going to let yourself down. Right. Because like, yeah. 
Is there precedence for something like that? Sure. They've done surprise screenings at New York Comic Con. We may or may not get a, a big premiere of Ghostbusters like last time. Uh, by the way, the COVID numbers are dropping, so that's good. Yeah. But we don't know what's going to happen. So I think anybody who's going for the people in group therapy that got in, any of our friends, like we're just going to go hang out. And like Jake, Abby, I was thinking about this. If you think about marquee fan events in the Ghostbusters world since 2016, like we've been there. Like we were at the premiere. We were at FanFest. Like mm -hmm. there wasn't any way I was going to miss this. Even if it's yeah. Jason and Ivan – and we they were showed, in the shoe line. We were in the shoe line, and I didn't get the shoes. But uh, I just kind of want to pick your guys' brain. Like, Jake, what, what's your anticipation level? What is your – how are you tempering expectations? Uh, I just try not to think about it at all. You know, I'm just right. trying to push it out of my head, and it's something that I'm going to try to not think about until we're on the way to New York. And then I will probably have them – meltdown i'll have a <laughs> i'll have an aj quick panic attack on the plane <laughs> I, I don't know I, um i don't know man i'm just trying not to think about it too much. i'm trying not to because like it does seem like there could be a screening or something cool you know like right. it is new york new york comic-con is a big deal it is a panel with uh they're saying with cast they are not saying exactly who it could be the whole it could be the whole like new cast you know right. it could be we, they could all be there um I'm just trying – I just don't want to think about it too much because right. I do not want to be like – I don't want to be like this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. Yeah. And then to come back from New York and people be like, cool, what would they do? And it's like, well, they just talked. We just, yeah. They just talked and they, they – just and, like, and the cast was there virtually. We made some slime. Yeah. They <laughs> hugged each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, th I think it's going to be special. I think it's going to be amazing. But the best way to approach this stuff – Abby, what do you think? Just kind of go into it. Yeah, I, I agree with what Jake's his approach is like. I kind of look at it like I would think about Christmas morning as a kid where it's like you don't want to overhype yourself and convince yourself you're getting everything because whatever you're getting then will make you pretty happy if you have low expectations. But I have high expectations for what I know we're going to experience when we go to New York, which is seeing the firehouse, hopefully going back to the New York Public Library. Um, and I think we're going to uh, Columbia University campus. It's going to be like a Ghostbusters yeah. field trip. Those things I can actually, those are tangible things that I can expect. So I'm looking forward to those the most. And trying like Jake to not think about the actual panel and letting that just be a sweet total bonus surprise. Here's the funny part is like, it's the last panel of the day at New York Comic Con. We're going to, you know us, we're going to get there early. I'm talking coffee, bagels, all that. I'm really surprised we're even doing panels before it. I'm honestly surprised we're not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> like we're not in line yet. <laughs> we're going to that. What we're, time are we getting up? Let's go. go. We're going to the Adam <laughs> Savage panel. We're going to go to the, the Chucky panel and mm -hmm. we're going to go to the Ghostbusters panel and whatever it is, it's going to be, this is like the way I pitched it. Cause I, you know, I think both Jake and Abby gave me a little side eye, like, "Hey, is it worth going all the way to New York for just a panel?" Mm, yeah, and the answer is yes. But here's the thing, like, <laughs> well, like, what's the payoff for the investment? I'm not saying we get on a boat at Camp Crystal Lake and sail to New York. I'm saying we're gonna fly, float, <laughs> yeah, float to New York. <laughs> but I just think this is this is Ghostbusters three. We've been waiting for it since 1989. We were supposed to see it a year and a half ago. It's had so many delays. We might as well just lean in and have the experience and mm -hmm. celebrate it to the best of our ability. Mm -hmm. And if the best of our ability is with Bill fucking Murray yeah. in New York <laughs> as he 
hijacks uh, uh, one of those horse and carriages and takes us on a tour of Central Park. <laughs> what an asshole. Hey, Craig. Yeah. Do you think that's what's going to happen? Is that what you're expecting? <laughs> Dan, Dan, that's what because you're listen, <laughs> you need to calm down. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I think Bill could be there. I think Dan could be there. I think original <clears throat> cast, I think new cast. But I'll tell you what, I've had the pleasure with both of you at FanFest and at New York Toy Fair to see Ivan and Jason on stage talking about Ghostbusters. And I love that. I could see those two talk about Worth Ghostbusters all day. Price of admission. That's I don't know if I you guys know. know this. It's a father and son team. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just excited. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm absolutely thrilled. And when you brought up that thing about Jason, I started to wonder: Does he know to how to like drive a boat? Since he did technically, like. He couldn't have just, he probably like, like my talking about Jason Voorhees again? Yeah, yes, Jason Voorhees, not Jason (laughs) Reitman. Do you, I think Jason Reitman knows how to drive a boat? He killed the teenagers at Jason Takes Manhattan. He somehow made it, unless the current in the channel that he was floating in was just taking him out there, you would assume he would have to drive as well. The destination was programmed in the boat. Yep. Oh, okay. GPS. Okay. I was just trying to figure that one out. Uh, Hey, I want to, I want to go to the Ghostbusters 2 museum. Yeah, same here, same here. Yeah, let's do that. Very much down. Uh, I want to do a Ghostbusters 2 field trip. I feel like... I don't want GB2 getting lost in the shuffle with all this afterlife talk all the time, okay? Yeah, let's go to the Sizzler. (laughs) Like, seriously. (laughs) Um, So, by the way, Jake, did you get your shirt? Did you order that shirt, the one you made? I ordered it. It shipped. It's not here yet. Troy got his. I got Oh, Troy ordered one? Yeah. He's okay. stoked about it. No, everyone's like, I'm, what are you guys talking about? I'm mad that he got his first. We'll, 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 we'll reveal it late at a later date. Okay. Okay. But we'll, um, we're going to New York. <coughs> we're going to be talking about it a lot over the next couple of weeks. And listen, we're, we're, we got our guests coming up soon, but, uh, I know we never talked about the second Adam Savage video. So here's the deal. Everybody saw it. It's amazing. Maybe next week we can go a little bit more in depth on it, but, I think this week we got to talk about these posters that got revealed yesterday. Mm. Um, and it's kind of weird. We, we've we talked about wanting a new poster since the original one came out. Mm-hmm. And I kind of had forgotten about it. I think there was part of me that thought there, that maybe, maybe they would reveal a new poster at New York Comic Con. So we got the new posters yesterday. They're kind of a riff on the original one. Same color scheme. Uh, blue sky with the, uh, you know, the green, uh, well clouding. Yeah. The clouds you got, I, I like the U S version better than the international version. The U S version is where it's like the silhouettes from the back. You see the ecto and everybody. And, uh, yeah, that, I think that has more artistic merit to it. It looks really cool. The other one though, I do like, cause you can see the cast, the face. Yeah. I mean, the posters are cast. great. I think the, the, the big thing to know is that, uh, you see Finn Wolfhard wearing a proton pack for the first time. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So that, that's new. We haven't seen that. And then I think the other thing to know is uh, Callie played by Carrie Coon. Um, I noted this is uh, holding a PKU meter exactly like a mom would mm-hmm. <laughs> just pointed to the sky. Like cataclysmic event is happening. The kids have proton packs and she's got her PKE and she's like, am I doing it? Yeah. Am I PKEing the right way? 
Uh, no, Abby, what'd you think of the posters? Oh, I love them. I, I think they're obviously extremely reminiscent of the original release. It's basically just like new stuff on top of that poster minus, well, just really plus people, um, which I think it's great. It's great to see Finn Wolfhard in that proton pack and suit that was like, when you zoom in on him, there's a, just a really cool feel you get, like just seeing him suited up. Um, and yeah, I think this cast is, they're, they're, I'm starting to feel like the, I'm feeling bonded to them and I'm excited. You know, I'm feeling bonded yeah. too. And I should note these two things. Uh, the first one being, I did get my letter from Celeste O'Connor. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I participated in the, uh, uh, the, you helped fund her music video, the music video. And it was like 50 bucks donation, like a Kickstarter almost. And you get a signed handwritten letter and it was beautiful. And it came in the mail and it was talked about, Thank you for allowing me to follow my dreams. I hope you follow yours. And I was like, God, my dream is to have a Ghostbusters podcast. And <laughs> you're a Ghostbuster. Yeah, dude. Everything's happening. Um, <laughs> Reach back out to her. But my favorite thing was when Jason Reitman, Jake, did you see this? Jason Reitman posted the, uh, the poster yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I left a little comment, a little, a little fun on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, uh, do they give out Oscars for best marketing? Just a fun little quip I did because I, I really have enjoyed the way this movie's been marketed. They've really they have not revealed the original guys, and I'm sure it is very tempting for them mm -hmm. uh, to start promoting it with you know Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, all that. Mm -hmm. And Jason replied, and uh, I thought it was hilarious. He he replied saying he thought Sony des uh, deserved to win the Oscar for best marketing for the posters and trailer. And then he said, I'm going to steal some Oscars from and tagged Charlize Theron. Now, all right, which yeah, I know they're, they're friends. Couple degrees of. I'm just saying yesterday, Jason Reitman, myself and Charlize Theron were engaged in quite the conversation. <laughs> just kidding. She didn't like it or reply, but still we're one step closer to Mad Max Furiosa. Okay. That's true. That's so cool. Um, so anyways, yeah, just, there's cool stuff. There's a lot of cool Ghostbusters stuff happening. So, uh, Jake, uh, any, any feelings on the current state of, of where they are, uh, trailers, posters, toys? Are you, are you feeling hype or are you just, are you just ready to fucking see this thing? I'm just ready to see it. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remain calm. I, I like the, the posters, you know, to me, the, I, I like the, I like the, the one from the back. The, is that the yeah, U.S. Yeah, that's poster? the U.S. version. I like that one a lot. The other one is not so good. Not as much. I think. Okay. I don't think it's a very good looking poster. Um, I like all the looks, alternate versions with like the all the different titles. It was really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was I thought that was cool. Uh, I I was like, what is it? Is it the Italian that is called Ghostbusters Legacy? Yeah, Legacy. Yeah. I kind of like that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh and heritage why is that different uh i don't know i don't know if afterlife translates as well in in other uh you know languages and, and things mm -hmm. like things like that um hmm. maybe we can look into it that it could be because of its judeo-christian roots a little bit with like that's kind of a bible term like oh, afterlife. Maybe. i don't know possibly i haven't thought about that like specifically Western. Man, we're getting deep 
Listen, we have no more time. Our guests are about to join us. So thank you guys. We're going to cut to them. Mark and Mike talking about Snapper. We got a lot of Ghostbusters coming up over the next couple of weeks. Just brace yourselves, okay? Just get ready. It's going to get weird. All right, let's get to the interview. We are back with our guests. We talked about it earlier. Mike Savino, Mark Vo, joining us. How are we doing, guys? Doing good. Doing Glad good. To be yes. Yes, have some. Oh my gosh! Thank you guys for joining us. We, you know, we talked about it earlier. We watched the documentary a couple of months ago about Snapper. We had Dave and John on to talk about it. And listen, I like those guys, but the whole time I was like, I kind of wish we had the real, the actual the people. I wish we had the real guys on. Um, but uh, you're here. So, Mark, yeah. I asked you earlier, you said you're you're in Massachusetts. You're both in Massachusetts. Is that correct? Yes. Very cool. So I guess let's backtrack a little bit. That's kind of how we always do it. We 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 saw the documentary and we, we know the story of, of the trailer and what you shot. And, and, and if anybody hasn't seen our episode, uh, go back and watch it because there, there's some really good stuff in there. And then the, the doc's going to be available. It's hitting the film festival circuit now. So we want to, we want to make sure everybody gets to see the actual documentary. Cause I can't really speak highly enough about it. I mean, Jake, you're the one who, I, I don't know how long ago it was, but, uh, Jay called me one time in the middle of the night, like three in the morning, probably was like, listen, probably. Yeah. There's a movie about a man eating turtle that was never made, but John's <laughs> making a documentary yes. about it. How do we get involved? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine I am. I, you know, I wonder what it's like for you guys with John coming to you with the idea, but like I'm friends with John and he's always like, you know, when he first started thinking about, this documentary, he, he would send me a message about it. He's like, I'm thinking about doing this. And I'm like, I don't know what that is, but please make this happen. You know? So I can't even imagine what that's like for you guys. It was completely off the cuff. He was actually running an interview with us, with Michael and I, uh, ironically enough in Worcester, Massachusetts, we met at a uh, restaurant on the day. So we do a thing called rock shock and horror festival every year. And they get some big names in the horror movie business to come into the DCU center. And uh, we had gone over afterwards, after we did the interview, and uh, we casually mentioned to John that, uh, hey, you know, he's a big Jaws fan. Everybody knows John knows that he's a huge Jaws fan. I said, I know you're a big Jaws fan. I said, you know, Mike and I, we tried to uh, do this killer snapping turtle uh, movie uh, back, and he just uh, ran with it from there. Um, you know, we, <laughs> Say no we, more. <laughs> That's all you have to hear. <laughs> we got to make a documentary about this. And Michael and I were talking after, and we are like, but there's no story. What's he going to do? You're like this guy. We're pretty sure he's going to try to scam us somehow. Nobody actually wants to do this. No, no. We knew you. Well, John had approached us prior. He'd approached us prior about doing a limited rerun of uh, attack of the killer refrigerator on, uh, on VHS. And, um, oh. and it, it never happened. But I knew that at that point, someday that we would cross paths again. Uh, I never to my wildest. And I think I can speak with Mike for Michael as well. Never in my wildest wildest imagination that I ever think that this was going to happen. Um, and, and what he, him and people like David Bigelow were able to do uh, with the footage and, and make a story because they saw it from a different angle than Michael and I did. Yeah. yeah. And they that did. perspective is great. Continue. Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. No, they, it's one of those things like, you know, we were talking, I just said, 
what are you going to say and how are you going to do it? And, and then we just started pulling out old footage and he started getting more excited. And I'm like, look at all these pictures. I mean, back then we did have the right mind to at least take some photos and, um, you know, maybe shoot some video of behind the scenes. And um, I was working at a cable company at the time. So we were sh editing, I think it was on beta SP at the time. So it was, you know, analog tape to tape. So for our, you know, crew party, I put together a little montage of a behind the scenes thing. So I, I wanted to have footage. And unlike any of the other films, except for the Hook of Woodland Heights, like the killer refrigerator, we have nothing, you know, no, no still photography. Um, we have some raw no. footage, but that movie was made from many different movies. It wasn't just shot for a killer refrigerator but to have john come and take something that to be honest with you i reread the script prior to you know maybe a year prior to him thinking about the idea just to look at it you know because mark and i have like five other scripts fully finished yeah. that are all done um so this was just one of the many and uh we were all in tune to the killer fridge too you know, we're, are, we're really excited about that project. But, um, and then John said, hey, this is great. And he did an amazing job. He really did. And the 16 millimeter footage, even though it was from three quarter inch, is what he received. Uh, or digital versions of three quarter inch footage. It was shot on 16, transferred to three quarter inch, then given to John digitally. It looks really good, even on a projector you know right yeah so yeah those are choice amazing uh, good friendship was developed it really yes. brought the world a lot smaller i think because back when we were doing it and it was really small you know compared to now where everybody can shoot with their iphone and create a great project you know um yeah it that way then no, yeah. nowhere near that work. I think that's like the interest point for people like us like I know I grew up like filming zombie movies with my brother and neighbors when I was little and also working on projects now that sometimes we have footage that we don't end up actually using and like just watching someone going through that in in that early time and the passion that y'all had um that was the really interesting like human interest stuff for me um yeah and I'm kind of interested so like this uh for for those who don't know this is Late eighties into the early nineties is kind of the time frame that we're we're yeah. mostly talking about. Snapper. This is nineties. Nineties, okay, and, right for 90, Snapper. Ninety-one. The script. The script was actually registered uh, in nineteen eighty-nine. Okay, uh, so it would have been that 90, 90. 1990 period that we started shooting the the trailer. And were you guys kind of part? Was this kind of a? Was this like a scene? Was there a lot of people that you kind of associated with who were? you know, attempting to, to take on the horror genre in, in kind of this bootstrapped way. Uh, uh, cause I'm not as familiar with, with when it comes to horror, I'm like mainstream guy and I don't have as much of a knowledge of like the underground, uh, goings on, especially, you know, back then. So it's kind of a, well, uh, it's interesting to me. You know, you go back and you look at filmmaking as a whole and the thing, and I talk, I'll tell Michael this all the time. I think I mentioned it once a day. The thing that I love about filmmaking is the collaborative effort and how many departments and how many people it takes to make the project happen. And what I mean by making the project happen, I mean by scene by scene. We're going through Attack of the Killer Refrigerator 2. 
right now in, in, in the screenplay um, and, and looking and how to make that. That's going to take hundreds of people to make that film, you know, back when we made the first one and we never thought of 30, 40 years later, we still be talking about it. That's 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 a fact. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's spurred us on. So uh, I, I really, you know, you have to have that that gung ho thing to go and do it. It does take a lot of work. But the passion, like you mentioned, uh, Abigail, the passion that you have making your zombie movies on your phone is still the same passion that we had. We just had more gear to have to lug around. Word. You know, right. at the, at the I don't time. want to age myself, but it was on like an old ass <laughs> recording. <laughs> right, right. This yes. was probably like late, yes. early. 90s. This was 10 years ago when the iPhone first came out. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but like so. So Attack of the Killer Refrigerator. Now, I haven't I, I haven't seen. I haven't seen the original. Where if people are going to be intrigued when they hear this, so is there a way now for people to to view uh, the the original movie? There will be. Uh, they can go to mediahousefilms.com, see a cut of a trailer. Okay. Um, it was available on Vimeo. I'm not sure if it still is. Okay. Um, but it was. You know, it's so funny because this movie. The Killer Refrigerator movie was made to entertain ourselves at our at our college bar. Now, back when we went to college, every campus had a bar. Okay, and you went there, and there were dances and parties and radio station events and all kind. Every night, every night, we were you know not there, but we were there you know at least for a few minutes. Um, Every night, squeeze in and out, you know, but. (laughs) Um, we would go to other campuses, but that was our place to showcase stuff. So we looking to create content. I was the president of the TV club. We had like $17 budget and I couldn't buy anything for programming. Right. So I got into the studio. We had nothing but dog shows. And um, <laughs> that was pretty much it. Okay. okay. So funny. we took tape and we just started. First thing I did was I used to vacation at the Jersey Shore Nobody had cable, but they did down there. And I recorded MTV videos. And then when we came back, we play, I had those, so I played <laughs> them. And then Mark was in charge of the radio station. And that was a, um, a like a low-powered thing. And we would go simulcast. So we'd be on the radio yeah. station and on the TV station. And we would do stupid games like, you know, dating game and um, <laughs> come down in your pajamas and win tickets to great shows. shows we had a couple venues where we had tickets to frank zappa george carlin oh fuck yeah. uh, steppenwolf um wow who else marcus i mean berlin berlin, berlin. Mm. yeah we, we saw a bunch of bands. bands you know because we were at college so right and the venue was right down the street and and it was the and 80s we had a lot of trade with different companies so we would we would totally make programming and that's how the fridge was made because we needed programming. So every day we would come home uh, to our apartment without our, you know, two piece. We had a two piece camcorder. Okay. Not a (laughs) one tour. And um, we would make a short little film. We made one about um, (laughs) Mark was throwing knife into a door and we said, Oh my goodness, wouldn't it be awful? Somebody opened the door. Right. And the mm-hmm. knife came. <laughs> short about it. Right. And I actually took the brunt of the knife and then they threw me out in the trash. I love that. So we would, like, they put me <laughs> in a bag and they threw me out. Eh, nobody will see him. And that was it, you know. So we would run these crazy little things on the, 
Campus TV. And that was our first, that was the first showing. Uh, What happened was one night when we played the Killer Fridge, somebody in the bar said, hey, I own three video stores. I want to distribute them. So, sure. He bought three copies. We made up this crazy little box. He put it on the shelf. And then that sort of grew from there to about 10. Then it went to 15. And then we... um, we met up with a distributor out in California at a, at a video show and sold the project to this guy, Donna Michelle, Michael Schul. And he had other titles like Cannibal Campout and um, a bunch of really B-horrors. Um, actually, a probably better production quality than what we have because Absolutely. ours was not made for... I mean, we took one take. That was it. <laughs> Hell crazy. yes. That's, I, I love got, the scrappiness. You know, we're all collectors. We're all toy collectors and media collectors. And I, I got to imagine that a, an original copy. <laughs> I want one. Of that is, is got, there's got to well, be, there's going to be is some this value. a segue that I'm supposed to answer? Because I could just tell you three weeks ago, it sold sure. on eBay for $860. Oh, I had no wow. idea. That's no. 860 plus shipping. Wow. So that's the thing. We have, it's we have incrementally gone up. Did John right. buy it? <laughs> it's John, like, yeah. It yeah. Uh, I'm insanely jealous. Yeah. No, that's really cool. Well, that's awesome. About 5,000 out. So that's, you know, and, oh, my and God. still not many available. Mm-hmm. I don't even have a complete copy. No, we I don't. Have, I have a box and a, and a copy that we made. We did a bunch of different runs. Okay. Mm-hmm. We, we did some small runs, like I said. And I have a few of those copies. But Donna Michelle... He gave us a case, and um, we gave them away pretty much. Mark right. had a copy, I think. I had one. So what – go for it, Jake. I was just going to say you mentioned earlier uh, that at some point somebody was maybe trying to get you guys to re-release it, like on VHS. Is that something that's like still on the table now that – Yeah, John, actually, John wanted to re-release it. But John yeah, wanted to re-release John. it at first <laughs> yeah. on a limited VHS run, but we – we have, yeah, we have signed a deal. Michael and I did with uh, a distributor. I guess we could say Wild Eye Terror Vision no, right now. Terror Vision, yeah. Terror Vision. Okay. Well, yeah, Terror Vision. You know, in these situations, <laughs> there's like three or four companies that are involved with the whole thing, but it's yeah. Terror Vision. Um, and the hook, uh, Days Before Christmas and the original Attack on the Killer Refrigerator are being re released worldwide, Blu ray, DVD, and streaming starting early next year. You know, Very cool. that's tight. First of all, I need to get into the limited VHS business because this sounds great. Yeah, that's 100. I think we I have a healthy collection of VHS. Yeah. So does know. Jake. Our I bedrooms don't. look like video stores. But I will say we need to talk to you guys off air about making little refrigerator minifigures. Oh, to pair oh with, yeah. Yeah, we do. We, we can been, do that. Yeah. We've been doing limited figure. release mm-hmm. uh, toys that have been doing really well. So, mm-hmm. uh Oh, definitely. Well, hey, we're all about that. We'd love to. And, love and with a title like Attack of the Killer Refrigerator, we're thinking yeah. Hot Wheels, you know, Matchbox. Yeah. Hot Wheels. I see a lot of Hot Wheels back there. Yeah. Mike, tell me about this. Yeah. Real quick. Yeah, dude. Oh, tell me about your Hot Wheels you collection. Mark Vogt for that one. He yeah, he, he blames me. Childhood. He, came, he came one Christmas with a few Hot Wheels. Yeah. Hey, look what I found for you. Oh, later. <laughs> Here we are. We're back living in, you know, I'm a five-year-old kid. Uh, <laughs> uh, Abby's coming Wheels. to look I'm at, looking. Abby's looking at you the Hot what? Wheels. It's awesome. Hot Wheels are incredible. And I really, and 
for a dollar. They're the best uh, replica of a car. Um, so we, Mark and I have a little bit of a yeah, well, collection. Yeah, I'm just going to pull one off the wall here. That's <laughs> one of mine. Look, I just reached over and grabbed yep. it. Which, yeah. yeah uh, so I, I have the black up like, right now. You can't see. Okay. Because I'm redoing my Hot Wheels wall. Okay. I feel like. I'll open it to the public. It's a, like, this is like, I know we got to talk about the refrigerator, but. Yeah, but I just this is where we have a real affinity. I just want to talk about toys. I want to talk about toys. We, none of us are in our toy rooms right now, yeah, but you, I think there'd be a, a connection we'd have here. Um, what's your best oh, toy? Our best toy? I'm like, can you see the proton pack and the <laughs> slime blower? Oh, oh, I don't know if you can. We're, 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 oh, Abigail. Yeah. I, love that. Yeah, yeah. I also have Watto from Star Wars, <laughs> Phantom Menace. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, that's just, just a show and tell. Just that's just the just living room. Taste, yeah. We, you know, that's we're. That's just the. We, uh, that's the for show area. We, you know, we, we're, we're all collectors of vintage and modern toys, and it's, it's a passion and a hobby. And I totally, like, I don't personally collect Hot Wheels, but I, I, get it i mm -hmm. understand my the, brother does yeah so very cool um but get get real quick get money He's yeah well much. that's the other thing there's it's an investment yeah any mm -hmm. there's always uh if you ever got to sure. pay a, pay a bill always just, money in the toy room <laughs> there's always money in that toy room well, my grandson Riley, <laughs> first thing he asks me when he sees me pop i have any hot wheels for me today and oh I, that's cool i happen to have hot wheels for him every day for the next hundred years there you go <laughs> <laughs> you know when i go to like walmart or target and i'm toy hunting I, I do see the hot wheels guys it's like a different it's just a different it, vibe and i see I see them harassing the uh, the people that work there, and they're they're like, no, I I know, I'm just kidding. Nobody. All of us do that. That's what you do. <laughs> That's yeah. what I do. You try to open like boxes it before says, they've been out. It says the on the website that you have them. Boxes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my That's god. My first look. Where's the yeah. Where's the closed box? Give me yeah. Yeah. Give me in that case. case. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> tell the guy I'll help you out a little bit. You know, I so, can take a few cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you guys this. So you. Attack of the Killer refrigerator, uh, kind of a has a cult status. Valuable VHS. W what what gets you thinking about revisiting that after all this time? Like, what is the motivation? Because I, I think that's really cool and very interesting. Well, I'm going to say it was the story that we were able to come up with. Because after the after we went from the fridge, we went to the hook snapper. And then we dropped the Snapper project to go to Days Before Christmas, uh, which was highlighted in the Snapper documentary. That won the Houston International Film Festival. And then we wrote an, a, a bunch of other screenplays. Um, and but it was nothing love. was. We were we were talking about yeah, tainted love, AMFM. I had yeah, a long career in radio. I just Megahertz. retired from radio in 2018. Okay, another we're... one, another one called Megahertz. You know, so I. And Michael have gotten together. We were just talking about this the other day. It was really the story. I mean, you know, it's such a different thing, you know. Um, and I don't think it's ever been really given its due diligence, but we never really expected it to do what it did now, obviously. I mean, who right. would? Um, so I think it was the screenplay that we were able to come up with. We are very, very studious about screenplays, story structure, and, and that whole world. Because the most important thing without a doubt in movie making and filmmaking is the screenplay and the story and we are mm -hmm. students of that and study every day we were we were formerly taught in college by a man by the name of Mylon Stitt who had a couple of films that came out and uh, actually had collaborated with Peter Benchley on the original Jaws story and he was a big inspiration 
So Milan stayed, you know, got us going, but it was up to us to carry it. And if you're really serious about it, you're going to study it every day. The script that Michael and I have come up with for Attack of the Killer Refrigerator 2 is mind-boggling. And I know everybody <laughs> says that about their script, but it is absolutely off the charts of where the story goes. Now, let me ask you this. We, we, we were at Dragon Con a couple weeks ago. We did a panel there in Atlanta. We did a whole panel on legacy sequels, right? Now, is this a legacy sequel? Are you continuing the the uh, the story and the canon from the first movie, or is it reboot? Is this yeah? Is this kind of a, a retelling? Uh, no, 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 not at well, all. It, well, well, give me the background. It's, yeah, uh, let me let me call that up here in my little note. Yeah, we have the log line. We have like five of them. <laughs> yeah, we have I like a whole like- bunch of. Uh, it's I think the title of the, the, the simple elevator 60 is um, the party of the Ooh. century is about to be sliced, diced and iced by a maniacal um, metal appliance. Can a small band of survivors escape its evil clutches or will they be frozen in its wall of souls forever? Hell yes. <laughs> yeah. when we, incredible. we were just talking before we started recording um, and I was saying how f- being trapped in a freezer and that being your way to die is like terrifying to me. So that, that is terrifying. awesome. It's slow, I guess. Huh? Yeah. But here's yeah. like yeah. a fuller version. You know, Attack of the Killer Refrigerator 2 is a story about Fred. An Attack of the Killer Refrigerator 1 fanboy who wins the actual movie refrigerator f- prop in an online auction. During a high school house party, the refrigerator is plugged in and turns the students into sliced meats. A group of survivors battle to save their lives and stop the wrath of the killer refrigerator. That's genius. So that's I'm in. Wow, I like that. So it's like a meta sequel where it's yeah. like the, yes. the first movie is a movie within the second movie. I like that. That's exactly. correct. That's Actually, fresh. we show some scenes from the first movie in the second movie because Fred, being the rich kid, lives in this huge mansion with his family, has his own theater room with a marquee that reads, Attack of the Killer Refrigerator, always playing. And that's all <laughs> he shows. That's well, he's the... Well, I heard that he just recently bought a copy off of eBay for a good amount of money. Oh, he has a copy. Oh, that Christine. He has the stuffed cat. Okay, so that's he's like. They break the eggs free. He has every prop that's available from the fridge. I love that. Very cool. So this is really cool. That that's a really interesting take, and I actually think that's a good entry point, right? So you got to imagine a lot of the people who might see the new one once you guys. you know, do it and film it and get it, get it, uh, get it out there. Maybe they haven't seen the first one, but it, it doesn't, it, it's almost kind of, uh, I don't know. You I don't think have that's really to cool. see the first one to see the second. I love that. That's right. a really, yeah, that's that, a really unique that, take. That's a good point, Michael. Michael made a great point. You don't have to see the first one, <laughs> see the second one, because it, it's just, there's so many twists and turns. And the ending, which I'm not going to say, and spoilers, no spoilers. But, but but the ending will blow your mind. Just blow <laughs> your mind. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be something that nobody sees coming. But you saw it all along. And I'll leave it at that. 
I'm, I'm so I'm bad so that I can't watch it right now. Buying in on this. This is, this is, this is you, you want to talk about, you know, having enthusiasm when you come up with a story like that. And we've worked very hard, like I said, well over 15 years, it seems, on this story. Um, it, 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 the story within and of itself, when you know you have something. The other screenplays that we wrote, are we're really, really proud of. But there's something about Attack of the Killer Refrigerator, just the title in and of itself, that creates instant interest. As a matter of fact, the title in and of itself is almost like its own log line. Yeah. That's yeah. all you need to know. What yeah. else mm-hmm. do you need to know? You know what I mean? Yeah. So when you can – when we're lucky enough to be able to come down with that and and, and hone that, that to, to, to that title, which what other title could it possibly be, right? So when you hone that down like that, it's like a great wood carving out of balsa that you've been doing all day long and you finally come out with something. It's really crafting. And when they say crafting a screenplay, this is exactly what they're talking about. Right. Um, Jake, you, you're pretty in tune with the horror community, specifically Instagram and Twitter. I feel like there's never been a better time to do a project like this. Like I think 2021, there, there's a tremendous amount of uh, ability for filmmakers to get exposure and to, to get their projects out there. And what I'll say about meeting the two of you tonight is your enthusiasm is infectious. And I think that's a really yeah, important. Sure. Yeah. And authenticity. Like it's, yeah. you can tell you, yeah, you've, yeah. you've lived the life and you've like, when you were talking about like running the, the TV station and radio station together, growing up, I always wanted to be a radio DJ. Oh, who um, I feel like podcasting is like the closest thing you can do. Yeah. So you can do it in your living. <laughs> I think that's, that's awesome that you made the platform and then you like decided to fill the programming and making something like creative and, and on your own is just so cool. I think that's really the, the heartbeat of like yeah. the documentary and all of this. But Jake, what do you think? You think, uh, you think that the, the community is going to uh, latch onto this project? <laughs> yeah. I mean, for sure. Like we we're, we're in a, we're in a time and age where you know, horror has always been like big thing and big deal, but now we, we have like technology for these people to like meet each other and VHS is kind of coming back. And there are, you know, VHS is a big, like, like you just said yeah. about yeah. it selling on eBay, like VHS is a big deal now and it's going back up and it's popular. And these like rare movies are like, they're a big deal. And I mean, like the fact that John, you know, came to you guys about, you know, snapper and all that, like that's that John is the kind of person I'm talking about. Like there's a lot of people like this out there that, want to see this stuff and and want to you know see them continue or or find these old versions and it's a big deal like putting putting uh the original back out on dvd and blu-ray like that's gonna that's gonna do well yeah i think so and and i agree with you a hundred percent on what you said you know john and is 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 a great person obviously we love him and uh he's kind of helped revitalize what we're doing, Michael and I, and I'll make this perfectly clear, have never lost our enthusiasm to make a movie. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Obviously, we started this back in 1982, three, four. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, in fact, the first refrigerator, like I said, came out well before 1990. A lot of people thought it came out in 1990. It didn't. It came out like five years prior to that because we had already self-distributed it. So, um, to have something like that, and it's fun. It's just fun. And that's our goal. Our, our movies don't have a 
a message, <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, we have, a, we have a few that. screenplays <laughs> that have, we don't, we, our, our thought process is going back to the fifties and the sixties and the seventies. When you went to the drive and you saw a movie like the blob, you went to escape everything. And if there's ever a time in history that we all need to escape something and just forget mm-hmm. about it and have some fun and not have to worry about any social justice messaging within your film project, if you want to do that and send out a message, that's your right. That's great. That's you as an artist. With us, we just want to go out and have fun. And how much more fun can you have than going out yeah. to see Attack of the Killer Refrigerator on a date and then going out to <laughs> you know, have something to drink afterwards? Right. No, I, I love that. I love that. That's Absolutely. our whole that's our right. whole mission, you know? Um, Escapism, that's yeah. That's what it's all about. I mean, and no, go for it, Mike. Well, I, I was just saying, Mark, I think in every movie, I think we only have one gun being shot. The, uh, and that was the end, the the, the sh- killing in the hook, the hook, and then there's a gun scene in Snapper. But other than that, I don't think we have a gun scene. And the of fridge them. has variations of like he sh- he kills people with freeze pops and different things. Yeah, so, but <laughs> such a good you know, sentence. He kills people with freeze yeah, pops. I mean, well, he does. Yeah. So we have like a gun looking thing, but it's not a gun movie. You know, it, you're not going to see people be shot. Right. You know, you, you know, there's not going to be guns, bad guys, good guys, you know, and, right. and then they're good. They're great, great movies. I love them, but that's not us. Well, I think you're I think you're both making a point. That's something we all talk about a lot is that they're, you know, uh, when you're looking for entertainment. And, and for escapism and it, you don't have to, I think there's a, uh, and we're, I think we are all uh, guilty of it a little bit, not just speaking to three of us of overanalyzing and overthinking uh, the, the media that we take in. And sometimes you just got to step back and realize like, and, and I think that's why sh- services like shutter uh, or, or, or what Joe Bob does. Like, I think it's really important because mm-hmm. If you go back it's to the, therapeutic, it is therapeutic. If you go back to the 50s, 60s, 70s, especially like the, the rise of uh, B horror and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it, the the goal was to have fun and to distraction lo- it, to lose yourself mm-hmm. in something that's just purely entertainment. And I I think that there's a huge uh, audience for that, and I think it's important. Totally, totally agree with you. And what Michael said is absolutely true. The refrigerator can get you in so many different ways uh, this time around, okay? Because (laughs) we we thought for for months and months, how many different ways can we do something? Uh, So machine guns that shoot, you know, lob pies. It can, you know, that, that are deadly. It can, it can chop you. It can, it has teeth. It has all of this going for it. But the thing about it is, is that we're not going to cut back on the gruesome scenes that it causes and the blood and the and, and the squirting of blood and limbs hanging and all that stuff. We want to still do that because there's there's that's definitely the point. But the point mm-hmm. about it is when it's a refrigerator doing it instead of a man with a machete and a hockey mm-hmm. mask, there's a whole different feeling of that scene. And it's I can't even describe it. It's like great gore, but boy man and then it, it, it just freezes your it literally freezes your brain for a minute if you think about it in that sense. Now a human with a hockey mask and a machete, that's different. Now that's you know that's another human or a, or a monster. Of right, some sort. right. But when you have a refrigerator doing it, which is a monster, it's mm-hmm. just yeah. a whole different feeling. 
whole different feeling. Yeah, it's Brisbane like a monster fight. you've never seen before. Exactly. I know Jake no, and I love no, kaiju no. movies. It's got that same, it's a cleansing like experience, like to watch a good kill, especially by a, an uh, inanimate object, like a refrigerator. There's something like that has good feel about that. Like, I love it. It's bizarre. And it <laughs> makes you feel yeah, good. It's, what, well, that's what it, it is. It's bizarre. And bizarre mm-hmm. is, is good sometimes, you know. What yeah. is, so you, you guys talked about how you've been honing the script and, and kind of pouring over it and, and taking it very seriously, getting it where it needs to be. So, uh, what, what, what are the steps to, to get towards production? Like what is, uh, I, I, I can't imagine the, you know, I, I don't, I can't remember if we're off air or not, but it takes a lot of manpower and a lot of people and a lot, a lot of money. It takes, there's a lot of, there's uh, a lot of, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right what, now I'm just trying to find people. I just want to do a quick read script for a script. And I, I just want to find actors, you know, and yeah. it's really, you know, you got backstage. Well, here, pay $10. And I got two responses. Right, right. And then yeah. we got another one, you know, and then this and that. We need some good resources. But our next plan is basically we have full script. We have storyboard. We have assembled the budget. And budgets can go everywhere. You know, um, I do video every day. I've been doing video every day since the 80s. And um, I'm very familiar with budgeting. And that's the hardest part for me right now because it, the numbers creep up so quickly. Right. Yeah. And so scarily, you know, because <laughs> I want to make this movie so, so badly. Yet yeah. I only have so much money in my own account. And I want to rely on the community to also help us make this incredible movie too Mm -hmm. so we want people to who love horror to come to our website and take a look at our investment package which we're going to be putting up to it where they can for the cost of a lionel train like talk about collectors you can now own a piece of attack of the killer refrigerator too and get bragging rights. And, cool. you know, we have, you know, a little model that shows, you know, well, if it makes 50 million or 20 million or 10 million or 5 million, you know, we have different steps yeah. that you can see how much your return would be. And, you know, yeah, we have awesome. a model of, uh, you know, 90, 10, 90 to the investors, 10% back to us until it's paid. Now, is that something people could do now? Is that is that the website live where people can go? The, web, the, the Killer Refrigerator 2 website isn't live, but it will be soon. But they can okay. go to the Media House Films site. Okay, Media and, House uh, Films. Definitely check it out. Yeah, And we I'm do sure, have yeah. Attack of the Killer Refrigerator 2.com okay. and um, a couple others. But um, that'll be coming up. We are actually in the final touches of it. We just um, right now have put together our business package uh, in a keynote, you know, in a, in a keynote package uh we're in the process we have this incredible refrigerator i i just i i can't i can't begin to tell you how cool it is we found this great guy who's doing some mechanical effects with us and um we're going to be shooting this trailer on the 10th of october which is coming up and uh that'll be another piece of our business plan and uh i've been working on an indiegogo page but i don't have a lot of i i've never done it so I'm not sure of that route. I don't know yeah. if you guys ever have. Yeah. I mean, I think Indiegogo, Kickstarter, that that kind of crowdfunding, I think five years ago seemed like a foreign concept. And now is, uh, I think it's a very viable option mm-hmm. for people. So Yeah, we'd love to help promote that. Yeah, like what, yeah, whatever. I mean, we're, 
We're also offering NFTs. We have one up there now. You can go to our website, MediaHouseFilms.com, and and purchase some of the crazy art that we have. But the art is also coming with like a set day. And if you're an executive producer, if you buy this NFT, and you'll get you know a single headline credit and set rights and everything that comes along with an executive producer role. Um, if you want to get your kid killed. You know, here's another <laughs> NFT you can buy. Okay, oh, yeah. so how, you know, how do you get child, how do you get three, do you, how do you get three podcasters killed? Yeah, uh, so <laughs> a little bit out of our target range. Uh-huh. 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 But if you have a high school that, age that's the one child thing. wants to be in a movie, uh, yeah, we'll be the creepy older people yeah. at the party. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, why are those? <laughs> hey, why are those old people at this party? Whoa, we're like thirty. Yeah. No, yeah, it just cuts to me. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Oh uh, man, uh, Mrs. Davis's uh, homeroom class really sucked this morning, huh? <laughs> a beanbag and a hat. Because you graduated. Because I'm in high school. <laughs> well, we have a high school scene in there, so that's so funny. funny. That's funny. I, I, I like that. It's great of, stuff. We're trying to think of all these unique ways to just raise funding. In addition to, um, you know, we have some contacts in the industry as well, um, some distribution contacts and things like that to. Um, help us along in that regard um, to yeah. to get more money. Um, a movie like this can make you can make it could, it could be twenty million dollars. Okay, it could be a lot of money, right. but it can't be that much because mm-hmm. it will never right. get its money back. Sure, you know? yeah, sure. Yeah, so yeah. we are looking. You know, we're looking in the two, hopefully the three million range, maybe. Yeah, to, and, which to get is it not done. really a lot of money in a, in, a, in a grand scheme of things. Right, right. Um, when you look at other movies <laughs> that are right. made, I mean, an episode of the morning show is $20 million, you know, yeah. right. um, who knows what, ex- you know, I've seen some pretty poor Amazon prime movies that were probably $120,000, but you know, <laughs> um, I think we could do a really good job with that amount of money and offer a huge bang for the buck. Yeah. Um, well, I think the big thing is, the is we do it. tapping into the community that, that wants this. And I, I, uh, and again, this might be a conversation for off air, but for, for people like us, what gets me excited is going to be stuff like limited edition, you know, merch posters, the VHS, all. like all that yeah. stuff. Right. And also just the, the, to, I think, uh, you know, some of these, like even some of like the Friday the Thirteenth, like fan <laughs> films, have raised a lot of money because people just want to be involved and want to be part of, uh, you know, when, when guys like you are enthusiastic that if if people are in a position to be able to help and they like, you know, the the genre that you're you're going for, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think that there's definitely an audience out there that's going to want to contribute. Mm-hmm. If you were to tell me that, you know, so many years later, this movie, Attack of the Killer Refrigerator, would still be around and getting reviewed, um, <laughs> that's the part that kills me. You know, yeah. I'm getting reviewed like it was made today, you know, and it, it is so much better They're like, than that. What, what was it like yeah. shooting the movie uh, with COVID protocol? You're like, you didn't realize you did this in 1985, right? Right. <laughs> but it, well, you know, it's so funny. It's, it is so funny that, it, that that's the case, you know. Hey, and by the time it's all said and done, since that cost 25 bucks to make, Literally, uh, I, when we say that, people think we're joking. We literally spent $25 out of pocket to make yeah. Attack of the Killer Refrigerator 2 after this next distribution run. Don't be surprised if it comes up being the highest grossing movie of all time. 
based on I'm budget. Still counting right? on that per capita. Hey, <laughs> how awesome would a, a poster yeah. be? For for the original, put it like a do you get an artist to do a limited run poster and the tagline says yeah, the highest grossing movie of all time. <laughs> yeah, wow. that's yes, awesome. Yes, yes. We're already yeah. saying we think it might be. I don't know. You guys might notice. Um, we were going to look into like Guinness Book of World Record for the highest grossing VHS resale. I mean, oh yeah. I, all you got to do is put the work in. You'll get the record. Yeah, we know from experience. <laughs> if really? you if yeah, because like the thing with Guinness is well, there was this guy who. Said he had the world's largest Ghostbusters collection, and he p- kind of doesn't. But he's all. the only person. But he's the only done. one. He, he just, did the. He did, did the, the work. He, he put the work in. He he has a good collection. We're all huge Ghostbusters fans. If you didn't know, okay. uh, so there's work. There's work to be involved. Well, yeah. not that much. I think but he, it's not for 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 something like Guinness. I think you fill out an application or something, and you tell them what your uh you know what you're what going your for record is and and they'll research and and let you know if that re- if that record already exists and if it doesn't then it doesn't matter if that's not even the highest because right. if the record doesn't already isn't already registered with them right. mm-hmm. you're setting the record right yeah well, okay. rarest, setting the bar yeah, yeah rarest.org yep, yep. rarest.org named it the 10th rarest VHS tape ever produced. Oh my Ooh. God. That was I'm so bad. I like that. That's cool. As of March of this year. So That's cool. That's the tagline. That just came out. I'll tell so you what's yeah, not the rarest. VHS. Speed and Twister. That's the least. <laughs> those are the two least yeah. rare VHSs. Yeah. I think the, I think they just gave those out in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you could have seen them in every bin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Holiday seasons. Oh, yes. if you go to any Goodwill in the country, there's like a Speed and Twister. <laughs> They're picked section. over. Just the, a section. Yeah. <laughs> Goodwills and thrift stores have been yeah. picked over and they're being resold on eBay for like ten and fifteen dollars, so, twenty dollars. Hey, you want to hear? You want to hear a crazy one? Hmm. Um, a gentleman called Mark. He found a, a DVD, and on this DVD had all kinds of writing, all kinds of scribble. It was a DVD that we were proofing that somehow got misplaced. He found it at a flea market. He bought it for a dollar. Wow. <laughs> My ex-wife sold it to him without knowing what the hell she was talking about. <laughs> wow. No, that's a true story. My oh, really? Ex-wife. It happens. Yes. Well, to that one. That's, Damn. Uh, people don't know it, what they have. Yeah, they don't. Like you, like people. Oh, always, she knew what she had. It oh, was just uh, a piece of junk <laughs> to give away. Oh, okay, I see. <laughs> she knew. And I'll tell you what flea market it was too. Rietta Ranch, right up there by Gardner. I like that. Uh, the guy offered her. A, yeah, the guy are. offered her a hundred dollars. She goes, "No, I will not take more than one dollar for this." She's British, so anything. Could have possibly have happened. I have no idea. <laughs> you thought she was probably getting a hundred pounds. I don't know what the hell. <laughs> we have some cool stuff up on eBay that we've. Um, we're trying to raise some funds just for some little items. So, like on eBay, we have like a signed box cover layout. So this is something that we use to make a box cover. So this was, you know, just about the time of the laser writer. I mean, it's the laser writer, the style writer from mm-hmm. Apple. Mm-hmm. So we would print things out, cut them, lay them out like a printer yeah. would and make VHS boxes using a photocopier and then, 
either color enhancing them or leaving them blank like we did. But um, we have up on eBay the original layout from the second release box that we have. Uh, we have an original Donna Michelle one sheet that's two-sided, um, perfect condition that I found in a box at my mom's. Rarer than the VHS. Yeah, and then we're sheet. putting up a bunch of stuff that we have um, that we've just have over the years to try to even just get a little interest going for the movie and also give, you know, spread the, spread the fun around to the collectors. Sure. Uh, we have some pretty cool stuff going up on eBay. Cool. I'm going to add a, um, we have a, a very limited DVD release that Mark and I did. It's actually 50 copy release. I think we have a, uh, maybe 10 left and we're going to, we're going to put that in. And these, we've been signing them to everybody that wanted to buy one. We've taken that, that site down uh, a little while ago um, but we're going to be putting that on ebay so we have some yeah. fun stuff coming up and the yeah. nfts yeah. are great and uh, i don't know if you're into cryptocurrencies at all but i think that's a new up and coming thing yeah too. i mean i i think that it's i'm not i don't know enough about it to talk about it but i i'm familiar with it mm -hmm. i know that mm -hmm. i know that people are into it and uh yeah i think stuff like that that's cool by the way if anybody wants to check out uh I guess if they just search Attack of the Killer Refrigerator on eBay, that stuff's going to pop up. Um, yeah. Cool. There's a sheet. book coming out. There'll be a book coming out. I, I'm going to say coffee table book. I, I don't know if it's actually a coffee table book, but it is done by a um, an author in Montreal. His name is uh, Frank Apache, and he's doing a retrospective look at the uh, VHS covers from the 80s and 90s. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, I'm so we've that. been talking with Frank, and he and he's, of course, Attack of the Killer Refrigerator. Uh, he's all about it. So um, he goes, that's the one. And so we recently <laughs> sent him some stuff, and he's thrilled. And so it'll be in a book, too. So, again, you know, this is unsolicited stuff. Um, it just it – just, it's, it's coming in droves now, right. which is – yeah, you know, and Michael and I, we're used to being busy, you know, in, yeah. our, in our roles. Uh, but it really is coming in droves right now and just trying to get the stuff done and get the word out. Um, you know, it takes a lot of work on that end in the filmmaking business. Plus, we're an LLC, so we have the business end to run. Thankfully, mm -hmm. Michael's wife, Lizzie, is uh, helping us out with that because we just want to make the movies. But <laughs> right. you do have to, yeah. uh, you do have to uh, swim in that business side right. of the filmmaking business. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's just part, it's, you want to be in it. That's just that's just part of the rules. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, well, we'll so do whatever we can on our end to as you guys get going. We will update our listeners and our audience, and I think uh, there's going to be a lot of interest. Uh, yeah, uh, we will. Uh, we'll do everything we can to to help see uh, see it through, and help. I, I want to see this happen and, and get made. And I'm excited for you guys because um, I want to make mini refrigerator toys and 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 send them to you. Is what I want to do. And we were in you know, <laughs> mini refrigerator toys. You have send like them to us. Well, hey, here's an. Yep. Here's an incentive. We, Attack of the Killer Refrigerator 2 is at the top of our, our list. But don't forget now, uh, if we make that, then more than likely we're going to follow it right up with Snapper as things are looking right now. Now let me now. ask so this. That would be, Please do. Is there any yeah. scenes? Do you want to kill any podcasters in Snapper? Oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, you we'll would, set well, ourselves we on actually. fire. <laughs> See, now we don't have, a, we don't have any group in that one. Right. So you could be killed. Thank God. That's all I'll, I want. I'll, I'll, I'll buy a plane ticket. Yeah. You're going to kill me. With the giant turtle, we'll get Absolutely. you on the 
We'll get you. This it is a huge killing spree with well, this turtle on this trip. I went to a colleague's house yesterday, and I knew he lived on a lake, but I never realized how perfect it was for our our script. You know, it, I, mm -hmm. I walked around to the back of his house. I go, "Who owns that house right next to you?" He goes, "Oh, that's my neighbor. They don't come up very much, but I know him." He goes, "I said, you want to shoot the turtle movie here?" I go. Yeah, he goes, you're in. I'm oh, like, I love that. Nice. So I got the location there, and we yeah. were going to shoot it at another lake, but it required a lot of rehab. It's another friend's house. And okay. Mm -hmm. we, we literally had to build a facade on one side to, to shoot the movies. Well, we uh, just to, get, to answer your question about the toys, we, we started working with a guy. We uh, A lot of our listeners are toy collectors. It's kind of a big part of our community, and we started doing kind of uh, – uh, digitally created and, and 3D and resin cast uh, like mini mini figures and uh, lim very limited run. They've done really well so far and uh, kind of the sky's the limit with that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. if, if that's something you yeah. guys wanted to do is kind of like a yeah. something just fun to do, yeah. I'm, I'm sure we can and do we that. And we promote them too. on yeah. our like live yeah. streams on YouTube. Yeah. I, need, I, I want a little refrigerator to go with my snapper turtle that I was able to, to get from John. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, did you yeah, get yeah. one? Yeah, for sure. All right. That was okay. also part of the three. Look up Scott Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> when Jay called me at three in the morning, that was part of it. He goes, and it he, he told me the whole story. And then he goes, and <laughs> I have it. I'm holding it. <laughs> Mark, do you have a snapper uh, turtle? I know. We had no. We we talked to John about that. Uh, we don't have. We have to no. get in touch with Scott. <laughs> what, John? I'll uh, text John right now. John, I know you just had a child today, but why do these gentlemen I'm not glad, have turtles? Important. I'm glad you brought that up. I wasn't going to, but it. Uh, yeah, he he just had a little baby, and uh, yeah. this morning, or I don't want to. I know it's going to be delayed. So uh, a couple of days back, I guess by the time this airs, but uh, he just sent me the photographs of him, and I, we, Michael, and I could not be more thrilled. Uh, mm -hmm. For him and his wife, and and it just uh, you know couldn't have happened to nicer people. Yeah, so yep, really for sure. Really. Good luck. That's all I can say. Just, uh, <laughs> good luck. Filmmaking <laughs> gone. That's yeah, okay. right. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. thought it was hard to get it out earlier. Say goodbye to the toy collection. Um, <laughs> well, my wife's a labor and delivery nurse, so I hear all uh, about it. Okay. Word. Right. That's cool. what happened to us. I mean, think about it. We had kids, families. Things get in the way. You know, yeah. that's. You know, yeah. we keep writing. That's the problem. We, it's easy to write. Write costs nothing. Right. You mm -hmm. know, and that's why we have so many screenplays that are just sitting there that we love because we're, we're thinking about the next one already. And I'm like, no, we got to stay on the fridge. But we're, yeah. we're talking about another thing. You know, we're like, oh, and now and a couple of TV pilots. And, oh, and nice. Final, final draft. I don't know if you guys do any writing, but final draft with the collaboration <laughs> feature is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that with FaceTime, it, yeah, it, you it, could, it's no just excuse. amazing. It's way different than it used to be. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, we don't like we, we know that, right? <laughs> we used to meet at a hotel lobby. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Understandably yeah. so. Yeah. Well, listen, so guys, you got to do it. There's no reason not to. Yes, yeah. thank you. We appreciate that, and I do go, enjoy. Go, go write something. I did. I did. I wrote a, a short story. We did a radio drama for our we patrons. Did. We did. It's a Halloween Good. story. We're always we're always working on Love something. Radio dramas. We're yeah, it's called the last blockbuster on earth. It is, and it kind of ties in. Yeah. You know, I, the last point I was going to make uh, before we we kind of head out here is like, and Jake, you said this early. The VHS market is exploding. You used to be able to go to thrift stores and find VCRs and TV VCR combos. Oh, I spent a hundred dollars on a VCR TV. 
uh, yeah. unit recently because mine was broken. So yeah, the market's like going up. There so, it is, right yeah. there. Look at that bad there boy. It is. Look at that guy. Nice. Uh, well, 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 show us under the hood of that so thing. What else is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a... Oh, I like there that one. Go. That thing's oh, cool. Yeah. Me... That's cool. I don't know what's in it. Let me see. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I got something. I got something. I, I hope oh, it's something yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> I've been digitizing uh, VHS footage for the for the release because we put on also on the Blu-ray is some incredible behind the scenes stuff and um, things that I just found. And it's, it's a lot of fun to go yeah. back and look at old tapes. I don't know if you guys do that much, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's love the it. best. Yes. It that's is. glad that you guys documented that stuff. Cause a lot of times people don't, we're no, bad about it now. Couldn't do it right. Like Michael said with the refrigerator, nothing, the hook, we had some separate camcorder, v- half inch VHS recorders that we were able to get some stuff on and some photographs and then some stuff with snapper. But you know, uh, that's why I, if, if we even touch the refrigerator right now, like the one that we have, I photograph the hell out of it, mm-hmm. you know, and make <laughs> movies and, uh, and everything else. So, but it's, it's fun. And uh, we appreciate you guys having us on. Uh, we truly do. For sure. uh, thank Absolutely. you so much. Yeah, we'll be buying yeah, those man. photographs well, on yeah. eBay. Shooting, you guys can do it. Like, where are you from? Where are you out of? Atlanta. We're yeah. uh, all Atlanta. in Georgia. We're all in Georgia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, hell, well, I'm an Augusta, we'll Georgia boy. I was oh, born there you go. in Augusta. Hell yeah. Okay. Augusta. Nice. Augusta. I was born on Fort Gordon. What? I mean, like, I want it. Like, whatever you guys. Once it gets there. If you guys do festivals, we'll come out. We'll come hang. Like, well, I, I want to sure. see. Oh, we'll I, cut a ribbon. I feel, yeah, we'll cut a ribbon. We'll just bring <laughs> ribbons to cut for no reason. Yeah. Um, we'll just do it. <laughs> we'll just do it. Uh, no, no, no. This is great. And I, I want to, whatever we can do to help you guys, we will. We'll promote. We'll we'll post. And uh, Media House Films is the website. Is it MediaHouseFilms.com? Is that yes. the uh, website? Okay. Or Everybody Attack can, of the Killer Refrigerator.com. Attack of the Killer Refrigerator.com. Keep your eyes yeah. out uh, for those VHSs because. Uh, top 10 rarest VHSs of all time. Mm. That's a, that's yeah. an honor. That's tight. That's, yeah. that's yeah, what I'm putting on my gravestone. Rarest.org. <laughs> check it out. Rarest.org. Uh, yeah, it's there. Um, Mike, Mark, this was great. We will connect uh, down Thank the road guys. a little bit. And, you know uh, we will. and uh, we'll, we'll just, we'll just keep doing it. We'll, we'll, I love it. I love seeing uh, entrepreneurial spirit, uh, mm-hmm. being able to, Doing your own thing. Write movies, make movies, and, and do it in your own way. Like, what's better than that? It's inspirational. So, we thank you guys for joining us. We thank you. Thank you for having us. Very much. All right. Thank you. Bye.